Welcome to Together Yet a Healthcare World Apart. My name is Ingeborg Hyde, and I will be your host. Throughout this podcast, we will be interviewing eight individuals from eight different countries across the world, across six different continents, and asking them about their perspective about their own healthcare system. However, these aren't just random individuals. These are young people. As a fellow young person, very interested in my healthcare system, I'm curious to see how other people, other young people, perceive and experience their own country's respective healthcare system. During the podcast, I will be asking the eight individuals the same questions. I will ask them to rank their healthcare system overall and also specific aspects of the systems from one to five. And these include waiting times, access, cost, equity, innovation, and overall view of the respective healthcare system. So I guess we'll just dive in with episode two. If you haven't checked out the first episode, I would highly encourage you to do so. But without further ado, let's take it away. So the first country we will be visiting in this episode is... You didn't know that was my attempt of finding a Norwegian folk song. Um, so Norway, and I'm really excited to be interviewing a friend, Therese, um, that I met actually when I went to Oslo two years ago, and um, it is such a beautiful country, and I feel like similar to the UK, it's a country that is known for having pretty good healthcare along with all the other Scandinavian countries. Norway also has another special place in my heart as my name is Norwegian. Yeah, let's dive in and hear what Therese has to say. All right. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. You? Yeah. <laughs> pretty well. How's your day been? It's been stressful, a lot of work, but uh, okay. Good, good. <laughs> That's <laughs> really, I think, how we're all feeling right now. Um, thank you so much for helping me out and agreeing to... Um, you know, give your experiences and your insights on the Norwegian healthcare system. I just, like, whenever I see rankings of healthcare systems around the world, Norway is always at the top. And so I'm really excited to hear um, your experiences, whether positive or negative, or just, you know, to learn from you. So thank you. Of course. (laughs) Perfect. So um, the first question I have for you is what is a personal story you think captures your experience with the Norwegian healthcare system? Um, yeah, this is a hard question to answer for uh, one specific reason, and that is I'm pretty healthy and I haven't had a lot of injuries, so I haven't had a lot of experiences with the Norwegian health system. Okay. Uh, and I guess, I guess like most of my experience stems from my childhood when I was a baby and they did like measurements and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, if I like from personal experience in Norway, Uh, whenever you're sick uh, from school or your work I guess uh, you need to have like a doctor's uh, uh, what should I say statement uh, that you actually been sick to document that you've been sick and that's my only 
relevant experience, I guess. And basically, you just go to the doctor, you book an appointment for the day before, basically, uh, or when you're sick, you can get it on the day uh, if they're available. Uh, And then you just go there and you, they see, yeah, you're sick if you are sick, or if not, they obviously (laughs) don't make the statement. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's basically about it for me. Uh, And then I pay like, uh, when you're a child, like up to 18, it's free. Uh, But when you're an adult, you pay like a a partial, uh, partial, (laughs) uh, what should I say? like fine no not a fine but you know what I mean like a, a very small amount yeah or yeah basically because it's paid by the the people who are taxed so you pay like at most uh, 20 dollars I guess is the equivalence uh, from Norwegian kroners yeah. um, but I know that if I'm going to step into a little bit more generally uh, my for example my sister she had her knee broken during a handball match and that on that day she went to the emergency room directly and on the same day i know that she uh got uh she got a um, what should i say uh yeah one second uh, i'm just gonna google the word <laughs> yeah she got uh a arthrosis she said an x-ray and a referral on the same day and she also took an mr that week Mm -hmm. uh, and an orthopedic consultation and surgery uh, also followed that next week uh, and then uh, got painkillers physiotherapy for one year and a control check one year after just to make sure that everything went okay after surgery and everything and the total amount due uh, was uh, i think in total uh, about two hundred dollars and that includes like physiotherapy and everything Uh, and uh, yeah that's basically like the experiences I've had with health uh, government yeah wow 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 that is a really powerful story that is crazy you would never find that (laughs) in the U.S. wow that's great Um, and you kind of touched on this but how often do you utilize your healthcare system? Uh, me, it's basically because of my uh, history. Like I don't, I haven't been a lot, uh, or I haven't been ill, uh, or and I haven't been injured, so I haven't had any need for it. Yeah. Um, so not that much, uh, obviously. <laughs> you just go in for, uh, like we call them physicals in the U.S. Like once a year, just making sure that you're okay, or do you not even do that? No, we don't really have physicals unless your like job requires it. Okay. Um, so it's basically only by need basis, if you will. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then my last question for you is, do you believe a personal identity you hold affects how you interact with your healthcare system? No, I do not believe that affects it at all. Uh, just to give an example, for for example, Norway, we are a monarchy uh, country, a monarch country. And uh, for example, the king, he recently was in the media that he was ill and he gets treated the same as everyone else. He gets, has to like go into the line or the queue or whatever for for his illness uh, and he gets the same treatment the same doctors and I guess that stems from also one thing that's different from the US I believe <laughs> this is just like a hypothesis for me but in Norway uh, they 
most or the best doctors, if you will, are in the public health service. So if you go to a private clinic, basically, that means you're doing plastic surgery because all the best, <laughs> best doctors and everything for illnesses is all public. So, um, and that's in general in the society, but I guess that's kind of outside of the question. <laughs> wow, wow, no, that's really powerful. Um, saying that the king or, you know, top officials get mm. the same treatment as everyone. Mm -hmm. That's, again, not a, not the American thing. <laughs> uh, okay, and then um, how would you rank the following elements of your healthcare system? So one, waiting times. Um, waiting times, I guess like ratings are sort of relevant. Uh, so it's hard to compare because I don't really know what the waiting times are for other <laughs> countries. Huh? Um, but I would say I'm pretty happy with it. So I don't know, I guess a nine, it could always be like when I'm going to the doctor, for example, when I need a statement from my doctor that I'm sick, mm -hmm. it might be a little late, like 10 to 15 minutes sometimes because they're backed up. But uh, so a nine, I guess. What, one to five, one to five. <laughs> one to five, sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear. No, um, you're okay. I guess a four then. A four, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's the equivalent, definitely. Um, how about access? Access five. No, there's not. It's not hard to get access to the health system. That's great. How about cost? Costs. Uh, I guess a three because sometimes I think it could be free. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, how about equity? I haven't had a lot of personal experience with any discrimination, if you will. Uh, and I don't know of anyone who has either. Mm -hmm. uh, and just to like, <laughs> to give a reasoning behind my answer before I give it is that, uh, for example, just to compare in Norway, if you're transsexual or anything like that, mm -hmm. and you want a, is it called sex change uh, uh -huh. operation in yeah okay uh, basically that's also uh, sponsored if you it's not sponsored but it's paid for by the government and the health uh, system so i would say five <laughs> incredible wow that's great um and then what about innovation wise mm -hmm. mm -hmm. also not my uh, field of uh, expertise <laughs> but i think we're a good I don't I don't know like technology wise or um, yeah for my experience personally a five I haven't any time had any reason for the technology being a hindrance for me not getting my treatment so five. and then last last question how would you rank it overall from one to five that's a hard question uh overall I guess I don't know if it's a pessimistic view, but everything can always be better. So a three. Okay. Uh, so um, I've given a great uh, points earlier, but uh, yeah, a three overall because um, basically, and everything could be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Definitely room for room for improvement. Even though from where I stand, looks pretty good. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's all it's all your opinion. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, My pleasure. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>
the king and his equal treatment to everyone else. And my mind immediately went to when Donald Trump was reported to have contracted COVID. And I just remember seeing on news outlets videos of him going to a VA hospital and receiving the best care in the country. And that's just obviously not the case for every American. So I think it just highlights one of the I think great characteristics of a socialist country that unfortunately the US I don't think we'll ever see. <laughs> but with that, we are going to head over to our next country. We're going back across the Atlantic Ocean and down south. Next, we'll be heading to Brazil. And I am ecstatic about this interview because I have never learned about any healthcare system from a South American country. So this is uncharted territory and I am so excited to really absorb everything that I can from this interview. All right. Hello. How are you? Hey, Ingeborg. I'm very nice. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Americo, for um joining me and giving me some insights on the Brazilian healthcare system. So I am really, really excited to hear your experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. just jumping in, what is a personal story you think captures your experience with the Brazilian healthcare system? Well, I would say that I, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the healthcare in Brazil. So uh, I, when I was eight years old, I, I was in an accident, a pretty tough one, a car accident. And the way they treated me, I, I was pretty, I was severely wounded. And the way they treated me, it was fast. They, they got the helicopter so fast and I, they could help me. So I'm alive right now. It, it was pretty much it. I got in coma for like a week. Oh my, you, you were know? in a coma? Yes, oh. yes. I was very, very uh, wounded. I broke my femur, my nose, my hand. Yeah, it was it was very very bad. So I'm yeah, it helped me a lot. I, I just have good things to say about the healthcare because I don't use it too often, you know. Okay. I think yeah. So it provides clearly life saving treatment, which is so important. Yeah, yeah, it is. And tell me a bit more about the system. So you have universal healthcare, correct? Yes, we do have universal healthcare. Well, the name is SUS, which uh, translating to uh, English, it would be like basic health unit. Okay. So it's it pretty much, uh, it supplies all needs for the primary attention. You know, it's 80% of, of uh, the problems we had in, in the health, you know, conditions like that. So it's very nice. But we also have private uh, healthcare. Okay. Which they are very used in like uh, I, I can say difficult treatments, like yeah. some more specified treatments. You know, if you okay. need them, well, you probably need to pay a little more. You have to pay something for it. You know? Okay. And what would you say is the breakdown of utilization? Would you say more people use private insurance or the public option? Oh, like. Uh, I'll say Brazil has around 220 million people. Mm -hmm. 
150 million use uh, the, the, the universal healthcare. Okay. So it's, it's very, very used by everyone <laughs> in Brazil. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and yeah. how often do you utilize your healthcare system? Not much, you know. Uh, well, most times when I break some things, when I break some bones, I use it <laughs> just there. But I have some, I have some uh, perks because my father is actually a doctor. So oh, actually everything I do, it's, I can just talk to my father and he solves a problem. Okay. But when I break some legs and, and <laughs> some bones, and then I, I, I need to go to the hospital. Okay. And okay. let's just say you have maybe a cold or you maybe twist an ankle or sprain an ankle. Would you go to the doctor or would you just kind of suck it up and go about your day? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that the, this healthcare system in Brazil, they help you is to make sure that you don't go, you know, how can I say, it's not very common for people to go when they have fever. If they have fever, like if everyone had fever and go to the doctor, it would be crowded. Yeah. And sometimes it is, I can tell you, sometimes it is crowded, but uh, we, we do have some diagnosis that we can do in, in our houses that are actually helped by the universal healthcare system. They help us to notify, to notice if it's a severe fever, it's like a dengue fever. Mm -hmm. So uh, in Brazil, we have a lot in, in summer. Yeah. So, and, and the universal healthcare, the, uh, the SUS, they go to their houses, they go to people's houses to help to uh, prevent the, the fever, you know, pre prevent the mosquito that transmits the fever to spread. So that's one of the things that I really like about our system is because it, it goes more about preventing than uh, treating, you know? Right, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that's something that yeah. we focus on more in the US, yeah. definitely. Um, and then my final question for you is, do you believe a personal identity you hold affects how you interact with your healthcare system? No, no, I don't think so. I, I actually, before that, I talked to some friends and well, they had different ethnicities and stuff and they said, they never had any problems with that, you know. That's great. Uh, it's yeah, everyone can <laughs> are treated with the same uh, respect and, and you know with the, with the same niceness. I, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> In level yeah. of care, that's all you can ask. Yeah. For system, yes. Okay. Now rank the following things for me from one to five. Um, Wait. I would say two. Really? You know, sometimes, yes, sometimes you do have problems waiting on the line. If, if it's like something like a fever, like I told you, you're going to wait in line for quite a while. But if it's something very urgent, it, it's going to be taken care of very, very fast. Okay. What about access? Access, it's for everyone. You just... You just need your identity. And even so, you don't need identity at all. Like if you come to Brazil and you have some injury, you could go, you could go without any, no any way. doubt. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, how about cost? Cost, it's free. <laughs> it's totally free. Okay, so four or five, what would you give it? Okay, yeah, I would say, 
about the axis, I would say five, yeah. and about the cost, I would say five too. Okay. Yeah. Five out of five. Okay. Great. Um, how about equity? This hour, I would say five too. Yeah. I really appreciated how America really emphasized the preventative care in Brazil. That's definitely something that I think the United States could do better with. We, for the most part, have a pretty good preventative cancer treatment, I believe. Um, however, we definitely could do better with other chronic diseases, such as preventing certain cardiovascular diseases, as well as putting more an em emphasis on nutrition and what we eat. Um, and with that, we will head back over across the Atlantic to another continent that I am not too familiar with healthcare-wise. Let's go. Next, we will be heading over to Nigeria, and I am so excited to speak with two individuals from the country, one of which is a medical student, and I am really looking forward to hearing from someone who is really involved in the Nigerian healthcare system. All right. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Good. good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I am here with Thomas and Kinem. Um, from Nigeria, and they will be sharing their personal experience with their healthcare system. So thank you so much for um, joining me and helping me out. You're welcome. Great, thank you. Um, so the first question I have for you is, what is a personal story you think captures your experience with your healthcare system? Okay, um, let me go first. Sure. Well, Sometime last year, I went to a an skin skin clinic, yeah, skin clinic to take care of some issues on my scalp. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really the long waiting times. You have to wait for hours on end. You get there really early and have to wait for a long time. You know, you have to deal with you know, staff who are not so professional, you know, you know, poor attitudes to work, poor attitudes to patients. You know. And then it's, a, you, you now see other people who didn't have to wait, just come in, you know, but maybe they are connected to the people at the top, you know, they know the people at the top, so they just come in and it's like, oh, boom, five minutes are done. Whereas you've been there since 8 a.m. and now it's 12, midnight so noon and it's like you don't know what's happening so that experience kind of summarizes the general situation we have wow that's really frustrating yeah it is wow it is what about you thomas well um i think i have one so there was a time my mom uh -huh. yeah she wasn't feeling too good and that was like in the middle of the night so we all had to like rush her to the hospital. Uh, Mr. Private Hospital at Sulu. I can't really remember the name, but like, um, I was actually surprised because normally when you hear going to the hospital in the night or something, like, 
it's different from when you go during the day, like attending to you and all. But I feel at that time when we went, it was around like one year or something, and um, they kind of responded quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, and um, yeah. So like they attended to her, and uh, everything was good. Yeah. Okay. So time is a big factor, I guess. If you go in the day, you'll yeah. expect a long waiting time. And yeah. at night. It's very long time. You waste a long yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So are most things open at night? Are most clinics open late at night? Well, you'd expect, but no. No? Okay. Not Just all. like emergency, the emergency room. Emergency, yeah. Because I, 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 I'm a student, medical student, so... I interface hospital setting every day. So I get to see a lot of emergencies. And in the general hospital, it's fine. You always get attended to whatever time you come, but not everywhere else. Okay. What um, specialty are you in? Well, nothing, for, nothing yet. Okay. Because I'm still a medical student, you know. Once I become a doctor, I will know what specialty I want to do. Okay. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and then my second question for you is how often do you utilize your healthcare system? Okay. Well, personally, quite a lot. Quite a lot. I don't know if it's because I'm there every day, but yeah. quite a lot. Quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, and same here basically because um, I just finished from school, university, so I was always like, if I had any issues, I would always go to the school clinic or the medical center. So like, I've I've not really had like, I've not really gone to like a hospital and a proper hospital outside my university in a while. So. Okay. Do you are or are you sorry? Are you ever hesitant to go to the doctor? for any reason, like here in the States, if you don't have to get medical attention, you try not to because it's pretty expensive. Is that ever the case for you? Or I guess Nigerians in general? Well, well yes, it's quite, it's quite similar to that. In fact, most people have this idea of always, they would rather self-medicate. You know, yeah. they would rather just walk up to a pharmacy or a chemist and just say, oh, I'm having this pain, I'm having this pain. Because it's really not that easy to go all the way to the hospital and go through the procedure, register files and do the whole thing. You know, you've already spent so much money. You haven't even been attended to yet. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people just rather go to their, you know, their primary healthcare centers, the ones nearby around you. So it's not that easy. They are expensive. Mm-hmm. They are expensive. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And then my last question um, for you is, do you believe a personal identity you hold affects how you interact with your healthcare system? Uh, I would say no, it's the same for me. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, there's no, no. Everybody gets the same treatment. Right. Yeah, I think we're all treated like the same, no matter where you come from in Nigeria, like, no matter you ethnicity or wherever you're from. Okay. Yeah. That's that's good to hear. <laughs> that's a good sign. 
Okay. And now rate the following things from one to five, five, five being the best um, waiting times. How what would you give it? Like a two. A two? Yeah, it's two. What about access? Access, I would say, I would say, I would give it a three. Hmm. Yeah, because it's easy in some places, it's hard in some places. So I would just say three. Well, okay. What about cost? Uh, cost would be a two for me because things are quite expensive. Mm -hmm. You want to run, run tests, you want to do yeah, even anything. It's quite expensive. Okay. Yeah. Same. Same here. <laughs> um, what about equity? So I'll rate it. I'll rate it low, but this is not because of. It's not really about tribe. It's more about status. Mm. It's more about status. That's really the issue we face here. It's not about tribe, really. Or well, it could be. You know, if you have a Yoruba person who is a nurse there and you are from another tribe and you cannot, there will always be this kinship with, oh, okay, oh, this is my person, this is my rather than you, or well, in general, it's more about status, it's more about, oh, this is the big man at the top, you know? So they get they get attention first, rather than you, you know, your average patients, you're just, you're in nobody really, so you have to wait like everyone else. But when you are someone at the top or you're someone who is influential, you obviously get preferential treatment. So that's the issue. So I'll rate it low for maybe I'll say two. Okay. That's about who you know. Yes. Yeah. And last one, what about innovation? Okay. Well, in recent times, I think I think we've done a good job, especially especially in light of the whole COVID um, situation and how people have managed to, you know, people have managed to come up with creative solutions and you know okay there's a lot of improvement in general health care so i would say four i would say four okay nice and then last question what about overall what would you give the nigerian health system overall two a two <laughs> <laughs> sure. okay yeah i think it's two for me too because they just really need to in the aspect of attending to patients on time, that's like one of the major issues like we're kind of having. Like attending to someone like almost yeah. immediately they get to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Because there are situations whereby some people are like need to be treated urgently, but because like you've wasted time and everything, yes. the person might end up dying. And yes, that's of really course. sad. And I think we really need to work on that in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you yeah. so much for um, your insights. I had known nothing about the Nigerian health system, so I'm proud to know that I know a bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm feeling especially enlightened after this last interview with Thomas and Kanum because I feel like I found a healthcare system that's pretty comparable with ours um, and for two reasons one unfortunately the cost 
seem pretty high in both systems, as well as self-medicating seems to be the norm. Um, I am really excited to conduct some solo research on the Nigerian health system because I found it quite interesting. And with that, we will head to our last destination of this global tour and head further west across the Indian Ocean. And last but certainly not least, we'll be heading over down under to Australia, where I will be speaking with Frankie, a native Australian, as he shares his insights on his native healthcare system. All right. Hello. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. Yourself? Yeah. Um, so it's 10 p.m. where you are, right? So it's an 11 hour time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just woke up, won't lie. Um, but thank you so much for helping me out. And um, I'm really excited to hear your insights on the Australian healthcare system because it's one that I kind of studied for a little bit before getting kicked back to the US. But, um, but it really excites me and I have nothing but amazing love for your country. So I guess we can just get started. <laughs> um, okay, so what is one personal story you think captures your experience with your healthcare system? Um, my teen years from 13, uh, basically I've developed some musculoskeletal conditions like in and around my spine mm. um so i had to go through a process seeing physios and all sorts of doctors and then eventually getting um like government subsidized flights to fly from karatha where i was living at the time to perth basically going a rural city every few months um to get x-rays and then another follow-up with doctors in Perth. Wow. And so the government helped pay for your flights, right? Like in addition to your medical treatment? Uh, yes. We, we'd come down to the public hospitals. Mm -hmm. So that's all Medicare. Um, and then I was under PATS, which is Patient Assisted, assisted uh, Travel Scheme, I think. And that's just to get patients who need to go to the city for like face-to-face -face medicine consultations and stuff to be able to help them out. And then it covers a small cost of accommodation as well. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. That's really nice. <laughs> Here, they would never give you anything like that. So that's really cool. Um, and how often do you utilize your Yeah, I've names about American healthcare. Oh gosh, don't even get me started because <laughs> that's really a big problem. Um, so yeah, how often do you utilize your healthcare system? Um, at the moment, pretty often, I'd say. 
just because I'm having some uh, consultations occurring fortnightly. But apart from that, not a crazy amount. It'd just be, oh, I'm sick, so I need a medical certificate or something from the GP. Right. Like you, do you ever factor in financial burden when? Um, like uh, no. Yeah. Good for you. Because <laughs> you can always find a GP that's bulk filled. Mm-hmm. So that's all covered under Medicare. Right. That's crazy. That's so wild. <laughs> Amazing. And it's a bit like, must be nice, eh? No, I'm so jealous, so jealous. Like here, if you, like I mentioned this to Serena, if you, like anywhere from feeling okay to breaking your leg, you don't mm-hmm. care because it's just so expensive. If you have a sore throat, if you sprain your ankle, anything, you go to the pharmacy, buy some form of temporary um, remedy and then go about your day because it's not worth going to the doctor um at least <laughs> um okay last question do you believe a personal identity you hold affects how you interact with the healthcare system uh yes but i think it's influenced by um a lot of it's influenced a lot about what you know about the healthcare system that you're entering as well. Because if you've done any studies in more of like a medical background or anything to do with allied health, then um, you have to study all of the aspects of it and what you're actually getting yourself into. Whereas I feel a lot of people struggle with healthcare systems and their identity with it because it's sort of like a you're going into the unknown Mm. so would you say it's a relatively tricky system to navigate then the australian one Mm -hmm. uh not at all oh okay okay (laughs) okay okay interesting um that's also, I'm very jealous because the American one is so difficult. <laughs> it's really like playing chess. Um, okay. And my last, um, I guess, few questions. So rank the following aspects of the Australian healthcare system from one to five. So one, waiting times. Waiting times, I want to say, is a good... Number two, number three. Okay. Okay. Um, what about access wise? Uh, access is pretty good. Uh, wait, am I ranking all of these or giving them a score? Was it each of them? Yeah, each of them um, a score. Oh, uh, each of them a score. Waiting times three, accessibility four. Okay. How about cost? cost of five like whatever can be covered by the government like like it can be Mm -hmm. medicare is a very big thing yeah okay um what about equity equity i'll put it at three just because a lot of uh rural communities Mm -hmm. still get disadvantaged by 
current policies. Definitely. What about innovation-wise? Innovation, I want to say two, just because the community that's behind the healthcare in Australia is very, when it comes to changing their stuff, basically, uh, they're very slow about it. They like to do what they already know and stick to that. Okay, interesting. Um, and what about your overall, if you were to give the Australian healthcare system an overall score, what would you give it from one to five? A solid four. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's definitely a good score. Amazing. Too easy. Um, all right, well, thank you so much for your yeah. I learned so much. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and with that, our journey around the world has ended. Thank you so much for joining me and hopefully you learned something because I know I definitely did. This episode would not have been possible without certain key people. Of course, everyone who I interviewed very big shout out to Serena from Canada, America from Brazil, Ayo from the UK, Therese from Norway, Thomas and Kinum from Nigeria, Michael from Taiwan, Viraj from India, and of course, Frankie from Australia. I could not have done it without you guys. I will forever be grateful. And also, really big shout out to Anchor by Spotify. This is the whole way I could produce this podcast. It was very straightforward, very easy. So shout out to Anchor and also be sure to leave me a message on the Anchor page because I am really interested to hear your thoughts and who knows, maybe I can interview more people, anyone, any specific countries that you're interested in. Um, but thank you so much in accompanying me on my journey and stay safe and stay healthy. Bye, guys.